Hey there, all you nerds and nerdettes. I'm John, and this is Nerd is the Word, where we talk about all the things that interested us in the world of video games, comics, movies, anime, and TV from the previous week. You can find us every Monday on most podcast services, including Google Podcasts and Spotify. And if you don't mind, give us a five-star review and leave us a little comment so we know what you thought. Welcome back, guys, to another week of Nerd is the Word. We've got a lot to discuss. Uh, some exciting things happened over the weekend. Sorry, we're bringing this episode to you a little late. We had some technical difficulties, but everyone's here and we're ready to go. I'm joined by Jordan, of course, and Jacob is back from vacation. How's it going, guys? Going good. I feel very refreshed. Lots it's of good. good food. Good to hear. We, yes. we held, held the fort down and... Uh... Talked a lot of nerdy nerd stuff while you were gone. So is that what we do here? I, I don't believe you. That is, that's no way. I thought we talked about floral arrangements. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. When roses and and uh, lilies go together, it just makes the whole picture go go so great. I'm sorry. What yeah. are we talking about now? <laughs> Apparently, he's planning for his wedding. Ah, there we go. There we go. Uh, um. Had a few updates some from some things that Jordan and I discussed last week. Um, I know we talked about Dying Light, Jordan, but it wasn't as big of what I was hoping for. They showed a little bit of new footage, but they did say that they are still slated for 2021. Um, I guess the project is more ambitious than what they originally planned, and they don't want to pull a cyberpunk, and they want to make sure it's ready. So, <laughs> But they are still shooting for some time this year. But not an official release date. No release date yet, but they say 2021 for sure. Okay. December 31st of 2021, <laughs> that's when they release it. <laughs> I mean, at so, 11.59. Yeah. <laughs> Down to the uh, line. I, don't, I, don't, I saw some stuff while I was on vacation about Dying Light 2, and like, I, I'm still very excited about the game. I never got to play the first one, but I think I might actually get, get the oh, chance to sit down and play it. So good. I, I am curious to see... Like with these major setbacks they had in the past, how they're getting past them so far? Because yeah. like, if if I remember correctly, I could be completely wrong on this. Didn't like their engine just stop working, and they had to just go from the ground up again? Yeah, they had to build an all new engine for this game. Okay. Yep. Um, Dying Light's excellent. I the following is really good, but I wasn't as big of a fan because you're out in like the farm and country, and part of what made Dying Light one so awesome is the parkour. So I felt like there wasn't as much of that in the following, but I did like having the doom buggy and like the crossbow and some of that and some of the enemies that they added were really sweet. Some of the boss zombies, but um, the first part of it's definitely better. Gotcha. But two looks phenomenal. I'm very excited. Oh yeah, the stuff that I've seen looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be playing two once it comes out. And we're getting three awesome zombie games in one year. We're gonna get Resident Evil Eight. Bring it back for blood. blood. And, and dying I'm so light. excited. <laughs> I'm ready I mean, to stream could... my face off with Resident Evil. So. Yeah, me I, too. I guess you could say Resident Evil is a zombie game. Even though this new one looks like, it, like it's only werewolves and vampires. Yeah. Well, I mean, Resident Evil 4 technically wasn't zombies either. At the core, it's zombies. Yeah. Very true. Speaking of Resident Evil... <clears throat> Did you see they released the title for the movie? Uh, yes, actually, I did. Yeah. And as much as I was excited about the title, which the title is Welcome to Raccoon City, right? Correct. I am more excited about the fact that it is going to be the first and second game. 
yes. in the movie. Like, that's going to be awesome. I hope what they do, because it's going to have Leon, Claire, Chris, and, and Jill. I hope what they do is, like, have the movie, like, split into two, like, and both of them be going on at the same time. Cause weren't both games technically happening at the exact same time? So it'd be nice yeah. if the camera went mm-hmm. back and forth between the characters and they just showed the events and just tried to keep it as true to the, the games as possible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I'm so ready to get the bad taste of the other Resident Evil movies out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, and actually, like, follow these characters in particular. So yes. I love that they're doing this. I'm in the same boat as you, Jordan. Like, I, I when they announced another Resident Evil movie, I was like, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. I think I think they'll do good. I mean, there's a new standard set for video game movies, um, so hopefully we'll start getting better. With I have faith in the Borderlands movie and Resident Evil movie. I, I think it's they're going to be good, and hopefully they'll. And the Mortal Kombat movie. And the Mortal Kombat movie, yes. We're super close to that. I'm so excited. Oh, Jacob. Well, I mean, the Sonic movie was good. So the Sonic yeah. movie was good. Better than, better than what we expected. It's only going up. Yes. And Ben Schwartz was a great, great Sonic. When I when I heard they cast him, I didn't. I was like, oh, that's a weird choice. Mm. But he did an excellent job. I'm just, I'm glad. What's funny to me is like, of course, when people are like, oh, they're doing live action Sonic. I, I had so many people. It's like Ryan Reynolds should be Sonic. I'm just like, I'm like, bro, like he's Detective Pikachu, he's Deadpool. Like we can't make Ryan Reynolds everything. So right. When Ben got casted, I was like, I'm okay with this. I'm glad that like the humor is kind of you know there yeah. similarly, but I'm glad they went the route that they did. And Jim yeah. Carrey, thank God for Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yes, was excellent. And did All you... my friends hate Jim Carrey for some reason, but man, I love the guy. I love like every movie that he's in. I do too. What's funny is talking about Jim Carrey. Um, I didn't. I forgot to add this to the notes, but uh, there's a big rumor going around. Um, as you know, MCU is uh, hard at work on Deadpool three, and apparently Jim Carrey is in talks to play the villain in Deadpool three. And I can't remember the character's name. Um, I'm gonna look it up real quick, but. Uh, He's he's basically Deadpool's counterpart. He's exactly like Deadpool, but way more crazy. Hmm. You know, Rich. I I wish if, if they were crazy enough to do this, I wish they would go this route. But there is there's a part in the comics where all of Deadpool's body parts that he's lost over the years find each other and form back together and make an evil Deadpool. Could you imagine? Evil Deadpool being like Jim Carrey, but like a stitch together, like Ryan Reynolds. That would be sick. That would be hilarious. Yeah, I can't find it. I don't remember what his name is, but yeah, he has. He's he wears a yellow yellow and black suit instead of the red and black, and he's um like yeah, he's just supposed to be a lot crazier than Deadpool, but he has the same power sets and um. But I think if anyone could pull it off, it could definitely be Jim Carrey because he can play that insane, uh, off the wall character type, no problem. Right. Yeah. I. Got a yellow and blue suit. Yellow and black, I believe, is what I had seen. I meant to save the article. It was a couple of days ago, and I forgot. But. 
Oh, well. Yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. Um, I mean, a lot of actors right now want to be a part of the MCU just because it's easy money. And being having your name tied to that legacy is just awesome in general. So I could definitely see him agreeing to do it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely be down for a Jim Carrey villain in a Deadpool movie. And also, I think that would be a cool way for Jim Carrey to be in the MCU without really being in the MCU. Like, yeah. Because Deadpool's really going to shake up a lot of things with the MCU world. Like, with, like, his humor and, like, his abilities and everything. Yeah. So I think if Jim Carrey's going to be in it, I would want him to be in, like, a Deadpool-style movie. That way yeah. he can he can have free range on you know his craziness too. Correct well, me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he wasn't back in the day? Wasn't he in the the Batman movie as the Riddler? Yes. Or, or am, I, am I wrong on that? Yes, yeah. Batman. You, right. you are correct. Cosmo forever supposed to be in that movie. Yeah, that that one's actually like a that one's not as bad, or at least it's got like a cult following mm-hmm. because like Val Kilmer. The way he plays Bruce Wayne and Batman and, like, shows his struggle of, like, fighting on who he wants to be in that. And then right. you have over-the-top Jim Carrey, who was acting alongside Tommy Lee Jones, who told Jim Carrey to his face that he could not stand him. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey just turned it up to 11 then. He's like, okay, you don't like me? Watch this. Enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing about those movies is they are very comic booky. So if you, I mean, technically they're very true to the comics, as in being silly and ridiculous, especially those that time, yeah, that time period of comics. But mm-hmm. um, it's definitely not my favorite Batman movie. See, my only real problem with it, and as much as I love him as an actor, if Tommy Lee Jones wouldn't have tried to play Two Face like he was playing Jack Nicholson's Joker as Two Face. I would have been much more happy with it because like he tried to almost try and go over the top of what Jim Carrey was doing with the Riddler where with the Riddler, it was perfect, but with two face, man, I feel like Tommy Lee Jones could have really knocked him out of the park. Well, and I actually feel like they tried to make him too much uh, they, to make Riddler too much like the Joker. Like they made him very comedic and it's, that's mm-hmm. not, um, not the Riddler at all. Yeah. But, I honestly think um, if the, when they were the rumors for Riddler were going around for the new Batman movie, I would actually think if Jim Carrey redid the Riddler but more serious, he would make an excellent Riddler. Because the number twenty three, I mean, shows that Jim Carrey can be serious. He doesn't have to be goofy all the time. Um, yeah, the Truman Show and Eternal mm-hmm. Sunshine from the Spotless Mind. Yeah. yeah. He's a really good actor when he's not just doing comedic stuff. Yeah, I th- and I think at the time he was just, that's what he was well known for, so they tried to make him more comedic than the Riddler actually is. Well, I mean, originally the role was supposed to go to Robin Williams. Oh, I didn't know that. Which Robin Williams also was originally going to be uh, the Joker in the 89 Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I think they, no, they used Robin Williams to get Jack Nicholson to to do the Joker role because they're like, oh, Robin Williams is actually who you're thinking about going with. And Jack was like, okay, I'll do it. Gotcha. So, did you just give a rest in peace sign to Robin Williams there, Jacob? God, I miss him so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, such a good man. Gone but not forgotten. Mm-hmm. I guess, Jordan, since we're talking about Batman, uh, you, you might be a little bit sad <sighs> that Gotham Knights got delayed. You know, I should have seen this coming. With um, no pre-orders or anything coming up? With Yeah, with no pre-orders. Um, like, I remember when they did the announcement, you know, like, Suicide Squad was obviously already slated for 2022. But, like, I was so hyped. Because I'm more hyped for Gotham Knights than I am the Suicide Squad game. Even though I think Rocksteady makes the better of the two. Um, when it comes to developing the games, I, I would much rather have got Gotham Knights this year. Like, I'm talking, like, when this game goes up for pre-order, your boy's going ultimate, legendary, all, whatever all edition you have. Whatever you, like... 26-foot pool. Like if I got, there on, on if I gotta sell my house to get <laughs> this edition of the game, I'll do it. But I was disappointed, like, highly, because, you know, I seen it had been delayed to 2022. But, hey, you know, there's a lot of things that we're getting this year that I'm happy about. Um, was so was Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League delayed also, or is, it, is that still coming? No, out? it was slated originally for 2022. Okay. Um, and they did like a trailer for it, but Gotham Knights was <laughs> revealed 2021. That's where it was going to be. And um, so when I seen the delay, I don't know. I was, I was upset, but I also, I was like, it, it was coming. And as long as they make the game that much better, that's fine with me because I, I want this game to be great because it's the first time you and your buddies can jump in one be Nightwing, one be Red Hood, one be Tim Drake Robin, one be Batgirl and just beat the crap out of some thugs. Yeah, no, I get you. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see a lot of it, and, and but I know like like just from the stuff that I did see, it, it looks cool. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've played all, all the Batman games, or well, I played almost all of them. I, I haven't. I still haven't played Arkham Knight. I, my 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 backlist is just, just <laughs> bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I do, if you played the other two, have you ever beat Arkham City? Yeah, I, I beat both Arkham City and Arkham Origins. So ah, so you haven't beat Arkham Asylum though. No, I beat Arkham Asylum also. Okay. Man, like I said, the only one I haven't played is, Ar- is Arkham Arkham Knight. So yeah, well, I just really liked because they did like a reveal um, for the game, and at one point, like it showed like the person was playing as Batgirl, and then it was like player two has entered the the server, and like the Robin, whoever was playing as Robin with them, dropped down right next to him, and it was yeah. almost like he like showed up to the crime scene with them, and then like it showed him do the the Mister Freeze fight, and it was so sick knowing that like. I could be playing and I could like text you and be like, Hey, I need help with this boss fight. Are, are you, what are you doing? And then like, you could just join in on me in Gotham. So. Mm. I gotcha. But yeah, I mean, as long as it, it means like, cause there was like a lot of like issues when they revealed that with like the, uh, like the frames and everything like that. So as long as they, you know, iron more of that out and they make it the best game, like they say, they're going to try to make it be, then I'm fine with it being delayed. I just, it sucks. Because so many games are already being delayed, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't. I don't really know. Have we're it. still getting a bunch of really good stuff this year. I mean, like like I mentioned before, Resident Evil, Back for Blood's coming too. Um, I am personally excited for the Skyward Sword remake. I uh, obviously there too. So I mean, there's still there's still a bunch of pretty good games coming out this year. Well, I mean, it's <clears> just <throat> like Far Cry. It was already supposed to have been out by now. Yep. Halo Infinite still doesn't even have a release date. 
Yeah, which Jason uh, Schreier, like, well, we're, we're going to talk about him later, but he made an announcement on Twitter about that. So Jason Schreier um, is a known, he works for Bloomberg, and he's the one that's been kind of talking about the Switch Pro rumors, and he's usually pretty accurate. <clears throat> but he's been talking about, people ask him all the time about games being on track for the year. And somebody had tweeted at him about being excited for Starfield and Halo Infinite coming out this year and asked if they were still on track. And he's like, well, I don't know about that. Um, and when pressed for more information, he wouldn't say any more. So the question is, is Halo Infinite going to get another delay? I don't think so. Um, just because, like, with the amount of merch that they've been putting out, like, I mean... Like, from where I'm working at, like, I've been seeing loads of Halo stuff coming out now. That's not normally around. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't see why they'd be putting all this money into stuff to, like, get people semi-hyped to then not do it. Unless it's like, hey, like, Dying Light 2 situation happens again. Like, hey, the engine just stopped working. Right. <clears throat> then I get it, right? My, my question I have for Halo is, like, is it going to be also compatible on PC? Because I don't have an Xbox. I want to play Halo, but I want to play it on computer. With how successful the Master, uh, Master Chief Collection was on PC, I would be shocked if it doesn't mm -hmm. run on PC at the same time. Um, and now they know uh, how the game's going to run on PC, or at least the old, the other games. Um, and that may be the issue is, like Cyberpunk, you know, they tried to fit it on all these platforms. And Halo wants to make sure that it works on the older Xbox One. Um, so that's probably what's hurting them a little bit, because they're working on not only the original Xbox and you got the one X and the one S and then you've got the Halo, the series X and series S versions. Um, I really think they need to just focus on next gen and PC versions and to make sure that it runs smoothly. So I guess with, with kind of like an idea of what you were saying then is so do you feel like that they're like going to start making it where like, okay, the original model Xbox cannot run this game now the S model Xbox cannot run this game now. And then just keep going on and on from there and cutting one system off at a time. Do you see what I'm saying? They're going to have to because as it, as companies experiment with new technology, um, these old system hardware is not going to be able to keep up. I mean, I mean, the original model Xbox still, like it, it's put a good fight in, but it's starting to get pretty outdated right now already. Yeah. Um, my nephew, part of the reason he wanted to upgrade was he had the original VCR Xbox One and even playing just Fortnite, it started to struggle. It's getting old, and um, and he bought one of the newer Madden games, and it just did not run as well as it should have. So, Here's my thought with, with the whole situation. I do think they are going to delay it again. Um, to your point, Jacob, like you see all the stuff that's coming out for it and everything, all I can think of is Wonder Woman 1984 and Black Widow merch. It was everywhere everywhere whenever it was originally planned and then now you know go into walmart and you can buy the wonder woman figure for like ten dollars um, well, the reason why i think though it's going to be delayed i believe the rumors i do think they're going to do a battle royale mode with it i do too so i think the fact that they are adding the battle royale mode on top of what they're already working on i mean gotham knights got delayed for whatever reason that they're saying, and I think I expect this game to be even bigger than Gotham Knights. Right. So Do far, you feel like... Sorry, go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say, so far we've had 
two major games. We've had Hogwarts Legacy and we've had Gotham Knights both delay. I think Cyberpunk has really scared developers. Um, they don't want to go down that path. So and then I again, think... though, uh, they're, they're, for the developers of Cyberpunk were kind of put into like a, just a, a rock and a hard place. They could either push the game back again and then have everyone cancel their pre-orders for the game. Right. Or they could put the game out and then fix the yeah. game. I mean, I, either neither one's a good answer. Right. So. I've always been in the mindset of I'd rather have a finished product than a glitchy product. Um, but the nice thing about the cyberpunk issue is I think fans are more forgiving now of delays because of cyberpunk. So if a delay happens to halo, I think people will say, well, at least it's not, they're not going to be like cyberpunk and just launch it. So, um, I feel bad for CD project red, but at the same time, I think these studios are getting that extra time and chance because people are going to be more forgiving about it. Um, I'd, I'd rather them take the time to, to polish it because you know halo 5 wasn't as big as any of the other in the series and so they want this one to be the the big return to halo and uh, it needs to be done right do you feel like they're going to do another whole trilogy or they're just going to be like hey this is the last halo from what i read they plan this to it's supposed to be like for the next 10 years this is hey this is the halo so what will probably happen is they'll have like expansions or something I'm, yeah i was gonna say i'm feeling like a destiny 2 with it honestly right i think they'll do like what jordan said a battle royale mode and i think it'll be free to play and then they'll do like story expansions or something to keep it going for that 10 years um but yeah but we'll we'll see things can change but Microsoft has a lot of eggs in this basket, and so. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 showing off my my new chair. I see that. Yeah, I no, I agree with you um, because I think if one look at what Destiny's doing, they did make it free to play. Also, obviously, Warzone, Fortnite, a Halo Battle Royale, people would go nuts over that. <clears throat> And for some reason, I don't think that was originally in the plan because I think there's still those people out there that expect battle royales to eventually just die off. But I'm not going to. I honestly feel like that it's there's I mean, right now, there's still no like end in sight with battle royale modes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if if they put out a Halo battle royale, like I feel like Fortnite and Warzone are going to be put into some pretty hard spots. Fortnite just because its popularity has been kind of going a little bit down because of because just because just like tournaments aren't aren't happening anymore and, a whole, and just a, just the popularity is just semi dying at this point. And then Warzone just has all the cheater problems and like it seems like Activision doesn't want to do anything to fix it. So if Halo puts out a, a really good battle royale, they might like for one kind of put Warzone in this place and Fortnite might might just lose some of its some more of its popularity. I still think Fortnite's going to be be re- relevant for years and years to come. Yeah. Um, because that one thing that Fortnite does really well, they do really great events in game. Their events are great. Um, I love playing Apex. The events are pretty cool. They're not nowhere near the in, like the yeah. scale of what Fortnite yeah. events are. Yeah. One, I mean, to me, more battle royales is never a bad thing because if you have a new successful one come to the scene, it's just going to push Apex, Warzone, Fortnite to try harder. Um, to try new things, to make improvements. So if Halo can do it right, I'm all I'm all for it. You know, competition is always good. So, 
Because <laughs> if you don't have competition, you get stale and set in your ways. Yep. But And to go back real quick on the merchandise thing, Jacob, I think the thing with that is can you really um, – these companies have to make money. They have, yes, they have partnerships, but can you really ask these merchandise companies to be like, Hey, you, sorry, you can't release this merchandise till next year. Now. I mean, they want, they've spent time and money on making this merchandise. They probably still have to release it to make money. Yeah. I, I know. I just, it, it doesn't make sense to me to be putting out all these products and then the hype, like, cause you're going to put all this hype up, hype, hype, hype. And then nothing's going to happen, and it's just going to go all the way back down. Right. I understand. And I think I think the merchandising people, I mean, if I was them, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, you guys had this game planned, and we made all this merch for it. And now the game is like Two years no after. release date in sight. Like, we don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you, have, you just showed a couple of things, and then now what I'm selling. But I think to Halo's credit, because of how big of a franchise it already is, you're still going to have people want to buy the Master Chief figures. You're still, and the fact that, I mean, he look, he's in Fortnite now. So you're going to have kids that are going to have him in Fortnite that are going to want the action figure, you know? So yep. there you go. It's the guy from Fortnite. I hate that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Xbox just needs to do something because, I mean, PlayStation isn't pumping out tons of games, but we at least, for the most part, know what's coming. I mean, we have Returnal next month. We have, in June, Ratchet & Clank, and we know Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War are supposed to come out this year. Um, I really think God of War will get delayed, but even if we just got Horizon 2, I'd still be okay with that. So that's I saw... Made- I saw right. something on Facebook the other day, and I can't remember if it's an exclusive for Xbox or PlayStation, but uh, uh, it was just it was a gameplay trailer for for one of the games that got announced like during like all the big hype for Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the name? Um, it has a main character is a, a, a female who learns how to use some, like magic and stuff like that. And like from the clips that I was seeing, she was like running through. Oh, like, Project Alithia. Yeah, uh, that was that I game that was... looked great. Yeah, so it's it, it's a PlayStation Five exclusive. It's by the team that did um, Final Fantasy Fifteen, I believe, but it has a new title. Um, it's called it's now called Forspoken, and it, it's coming out next year. But you're right, it looks phenomenal. It's it, the graphics are gorgeous. The gameplay looks really fun and fluid. Um, I cannot wait for that game. I know I make a lot of anime anime. Uh parallels but like it reminds me of black clover honestly like that like there's like there's a couple characters in black clover who like make sigils to like stand on and stuff like that or like like there's one guy who puts traps on the, on a wall and he makes a giant magic sigil on the wall for his trap is yeah and like it just it gives me all those vibes i'm like that looks so cool yeah there was there's a scene in the trailer where she's like fighting a monster and she just summons vines up out of the earth and it like rips them apart it was so sweet mm-hmm. um and just the the action, and it looks fast paced. I'm I'm all about it, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which um, I guess we can go two ways with this. With this, with, with well, we're, we're talking about Project Lithia now. I mean, uh... yeah. So Squ- that was uh, shown off during Square Enix, um, their big event they had this week. Me and Jordan kind of touched on that announcement last week, but they made a few other announcements. Um, they released a roadmap for Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, they did. 
Um, Black Black Panther is officially coming um, to Marvel's Avengers. The thing that upsets me about the roadmap is Spider-Man was not on it. Um, And they announced him last year as a PlayStation exclusive, and we still have no clue what's going on with that. they, They announced him, and they announced Black Panther, and... I'm glad they finally revealed one of them, but I am kind of surprised that they're like, they're like, don't expect Spider-Man for a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it just boggles my mind that they're going to focus on two archers first and then give us Black Panther and Spider-Man. It's like, how does that make any sense? I, I honestly don't know. I can just tell you right now that I'm happy Black Panther's finally coming. I'm, <laughs> yeah, so happy. Cool. I'm um, glad they showed what he looks like. I can't wait to see the gameplay for him. Yeah, I'm probably going to re-get this game when it comes out. Well, and the trailer, even though it was a small tease, just the fact that Claw was kind of talking to some mysterious person about helping them take Wakanda, I mean, I think it's going to be awesome. You, you think you have an idea who it might be? No, because, no. Um, because with MODOK being the villain of the last game and then you had Maestro Hulk as the villain in the Hawkeye expansion, I'm not really sure. I mean, it could be um, the white ape dude. I can't think of his name right now. Mbaku? That's not it. Yeah, Mbaku. Or it could be Killmonger. It could be Killmonger. Um, He is more well-known because of the, like, Mbaku didn't have as big of a role. Right. So it could be Killmonger, but I hope, I hope not. I always... I mean, he was awesome in the movie, but I always thought in the comics he wasn't as cool as they made him in the movie. So, yep, yeah. Jordan knows where I stand with this. <laughs> Jacob's a Killmonger hater. No, 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 no. My my only thing is in the movie, I feel like Ulysses Grant was a way better villain than Killmonger was through the whole movie. Well, Claw, yeah. Well, he's a great. Yeah, uh, Claw is just fa- fantastic. Um, I, w- I would have been fine if it was just Claw in the whole movie. But I did like Michael B. Jordan. I mean, I thought he did a good job. Well, yeah, I liked him too. I just think Killmonger in the movie just wasn't that great of a villain. My problem with Marvel movies is it seems like the first outing of a hero is you always get hero fights, exact version, evil version of himself. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what Killmonger was, an evil version of Black Panther. So much I would like, like them to much start. Much like Obadiah Stane was just yep. a bigger Iron Man. Yeah. Well, the only thing, though, with Iron Man is, like, other than the third one, which the third one I have a lot of problems with, like, one and two, they both ended with their villain in a giant Iron Man wannabe suit. Fighting. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Whip- Whiplash is pretty cool, though. Like, granted, was he, awesome. Before granted, he, he put himself in, in an Iron Man suit, but like he was like whenever he was just just like just the whips with the, like bare chest and so that that was yeah. that was a great fight, great yeah. scene. Yeah, I agree. I wish they had kept it because originally it was supposed to be Whiplash and Crimson Dynamo teaming up against um, Iron Man. I think that would have been way better, but especially since they brought War Machine in, having that two on two would have been sweet. Oh yeah, but. But the budget. The other, what? But the budget. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> um, to Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> the other announcements weren't as exciting to me, at least. I've never played The Life is Strange, but they did announce a new Life is Strange um, game called True Colors. It's releasing on September 10th. 
And then anybody that gets the Ultimate Edition of that game will get the Life is Strange Remastered Collection with all the previous games remastered for the current, uh, with up graphics. That's cool. <clears throat> so I've played like the first 20 minutes of the first game. Mm-hmm. And I remember really liking it. But I also remember it being like so deep that like I was just like, I'm probably not going to finish this or I'm going to be crying by the end of it, I feel like. (laughs) So I never played it past that. But what I did play, I really enjoyed because it has some really good storytelling from what I can tell. I saw people play it and it was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, just I like those storage of games, but I can't do a lot of them. Um, I like because that's more of a you don't have as much control, right? It's mostly story mm-hmm. for the most. It's kind of similar Telltale games. I, so I, I would make the comparison fun. more towards uh, what, what, what the Quantum Col- Dreams collections games, like uh, okay. Heavy Rain, uh, gotcha, Beyond yeah. Two Souls, uh, Triple Communion. Out of the three of those, I would say probably Beyond Two Souls is the only one that really interests me, just because it has way more combat in the game than like the other two do. It seems like so. But Heavy Rain is so good. <laughs> so good um they also discussed uh stuff going on so it's laura croft's 25th anniversary um she's uh, one of the character battle sk- or skins in the battle pass for Fortnite this season um they also announced they're doing like in creative mode you'll get to go to croft manor and explore um they said there'll be some other news they did announce that um the trilogy coming out um that the collection we talked about um uh, and it dropped that day um also they're gonna they said they're gonna release some movie news soon for the sequel for the tomb raider movie and i guess there's also a tomb raider anime coming to netflix which they said they'll reveal more info about that at a later date as well so some cool things for uh laura croft's 25th anniversary um i like the newer tomb raider games so i hope the anime is pretty cool i haven't seen the movie yet but i it's on my my list Man, Netflix really, uh, they're really pushing this anime um, adaptations. Like, did you see the announcement today with them and that Berserk comic book that's written by Keanu Reeves? Mm-hmm. No, okay. I missed that. So there's, I know, I know what you're thinking, Jacob, but hear me out. I was say, I know there's, of a Berserk anime, so. <laughs> it's spelled differently, but there is okay. a comic book that Keanu Reeves has partnered with these other guys. And. The character is literally drawn in the likeness of Keanu Reeves. And it's took off. People really like it. Today, Netflix announced that they're doing an anime adaptation of it and a live-action movie of it. And Keanu Reeves is going to be both. In both. He's going to voice the anime one, and he's also going to star in the movie. It's funny how they keep doing this. So they have the Witcher live-action series, and they're doing a Witcher anime. Mm -hmm. They're doing a Laura Croft anime. And then they're doing um, the Resident Evil live-action series and a Resident Evil anime. So it's just interesting how they're doing these live-action animes at the same time. Yeah. I'm skeptical. <laughs> what it reminds me of is like, is like the uh, like the CGI Final Fantasy movie. And then like they did all the live-action Resident Evil, and then they would do like the CGI ones in between. Yeah. It reminds me of that except for I'm way cooler with it being anime. Because the CGI yeah. was always like, I felt like I was watching cutscenes. Yeah, game. yeah, I like anime a lot better. I actually don't like three D animated shows as often. Um, they just it bothers me. I like hand drawn animation so much better. I'll definitely oh, watch the Jordan, Jordan. Like one of the games you have called Persona Five. Hmm. Yes, actually, you, yes. 
Like you, like you should finish that game. But that's a side I need, note. I need to finish it too. God, it's so good. <laughs> it's, I, it's surprisingly really good. I made it to. I don't even remember how far I made. I remember I hooked up with Anne, and that's that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> I kept telling Misty, "I'm like, hey, how you see this blonde chick? I'm gonna bang her." No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess since we're talking about anime now, uh, so I mean, like the Avatar Avatar Studios now is a thing. Um, I did. Oh, I, I loved Avatar. I mean, I need to rewatch it again. God, I have. So good. Both of them on Blu-ray, Korra and Avatar, and I love them so much. I think it's hilarious because Netflix had hired the creators to do the live-action adaption uh, of the series for Netflix, and then they left the project due to creative differences, which means Netflix is trying to change things most likely. Um, and then Nickelodeon's like, "Hey, you know, we've seen an insurgence in Avatar fans. Let's just bring it back." So they've created Avatar Studios. They're going to make multiple TV series set in the Avatar universe and feature-length films with the original creators on board to oversee everything. Do you think they're going to do, like, just, like, as an example, so, like, it was Aang, then it was Korra. Do you think they're going to do just, like, another one after that? So this time it would be an Earth Avatar? Am I right on that, or no? Yeah, because it was Fire, then Wind, then Water. Yeah, so it would be Earth. Yep, okay, so it would be Earth again. Yeah, because Rogue... Um, I what I would like them to do is yes, I'd like them to do a third series with the new Avatar, but then I wouldn't mind seeing spinoffs. Like I still would like to see either an older Aang because those scenes in Korra where we got to see older, the characters older were always him awesome. setting up the the country essentially. Yeah, even if it was just movies, like if they did some animated movies where we got to see more of those characters. Um, I also they did a graphic novel where Zuko at the end of the series goes and looks for his mother. So even if they did a series based on that. I'd be all for it also as a, like a spinoff series mm-hmm. and just follow Zuko trying to find the truth of what happened to his mom. Hear me out. And I'm hoping that this is their idea. I've only watched the show fully all the way through once. So I might butcher the name, but give me a prequel series of a young uncle. Uncle Iroh. Young Iroh. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. They've hinted that they might do a white Lotus, uh, like, like show. That would I would be watch the crap out of that because he was one of my favorite parts on all of the show. Well, and they did ep- they did an episode where Aang got to see the fire. Um, I can't remember his name, but the fire avatar before him um, as he as younger. Hiroshi? Yeah, some with a K. Um, so I'd even be cool with that time period. Um, and they just did a book on. <laughs> Kiyoshi um, about Kiyoshi and her time as the Avatar, and it's apparently it's really good. I I want to buy it. Um, so I'd even I mean even going backwards, I'd be okay with it as well. Hmm. We don't always have to go forwards. I mean prequels are okay if they're done right. Yeah, we we were wrong. <laughs> Avatar Yang Chen. What? No, that's not right. Is fire? <sighs> I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. Oh, Avatar Roku? No. Roku? I've got one of those in my yeah. bedroom. No, no, yeah. Avatar, Avatar, Avatar Roku, yeah, that's right. Avatar Roku, I'll yeah. Be all week. He's the fire, the fire lord. Uh, and he was best friends with the fire lord before he turned evil. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he also had a pet dragon. Yes. Because dragons were a thing. <laughs> 
in his day. Now they're extinct. Well, I'm okay unless the pet dragon is voiced by Eddie Murphy. Oh my it's god. It's not on you. It's <laughs> not on your cow. It's not on your whole family. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. My wife will is when I when she seen that announcement, like she lost her mind because she actually is who got me into Avatar. Um, so yeah, she's really excited for it. I am excited for a live action adaptation of it, but done correctly because M Night Shyamalan he's got hits and he's got misses, and I think the biggest miss he's ever done is the Avatar. Followed up quickly right after with After Earth, which when you have Will Smith and Jaden Smith and you still make that movie just absolutely unwatchable, it blows my mind. In the history of my entire life, there's only been one movie I've ever walked out of that I paid for, and that was Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> when See, they start calling I, him when they start calling him Ong, I was like, I'm done. Nope. <laughs> I, I I read all the Percy Jackson books when they, when I went to go watch the movie I I was livid I was so mad. <laughs> you do know not um their Disney the Plus. people who made who are doing Avatar are making a, a Percy Jackson show. No, and no, someone someone's no, making Rick, a Percy Jackson show. Rick Riordan, the author, yeah. has is writing the script for Disney Plus to do a live action series. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited for that. Me too. Question. Are you more excited for that or are you more excited for the new Lord of the Rings? Done by Amazon. Isn't Amazon Prime doing it? it to me, it depends on... Do you mean the, the game? No, they're doing the another show. They're doing a, a show. That's right. Yeah, I remember that now. Uh, Lord of the Rings, hands down. <laughs> to, me, <it'd> be <laughs> <Some question. laughs> to me, it'd be Percy Jackson until I see a trailer because it just depends on what the show for Lord of the Rings is going to be about. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to be about. <laughs> All I know is if I don't see Tom Bombadil. <laughs> do you guys even know who Tom Bombadil is? No, I can't no. say in, in the story of Lord of the Rings, he is a character who is both so powerful that like he just no one touches him. Little Sauron himself could not kill Tom Bombadil. I mean, because who wants Tom... to with that name? <laughs> I'd just quit fighting if I had to say his name. Right? <laughs> Tom Bombadil? I'd be like, oh, Bombadil. I'm out. <laughs> Your parents named you Tom Bombadil? I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you fair. win every fight <laughs> because of that name. You've made it this far with that name, you win. Isn't he essentially a god? I feel like I've heard that name before. Mm, I mean, almost, yeah. He's just... he He can almost teleport, too. It, it, isn't there like a villain that's scarier than Sauron, like Sauron's master or something like that? Morgoth. Okay, yeah. Because in, in in the movie, uh, people call Sauron the, the disciple of Morgoth. Gotcha. Who is his, who was his master? There, there's a weird TikTok I follow, and it's obscure Lord of the Rings facts. I know. I follow him too, and he's great. <laughs> he always has really interesting stuff that I never knew. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, right, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do not follow him. <clears throat> well, to kind of wrap things up so we can get into our discussion, uh, last two things were Xbox uh, did announce an event. It wasn't quite what I was expecting for March, but they're doing an indie event. 
Um, but the weird thing is Stalker 2 is going to get an update there, and I don't really consider Stalker 2 an indie game, perhaps. Um, and they're also going to talk about Game Pass. So maybe that Ubisoft rumor we talked about, last I think it was last week, um, may be announced there. Um, if Ubisoft Plus did join Game Pass, that'd be a huge get for them. But it's going to be on March 26th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Um, I hope they announce something cool because... Even though it's an indie event, like I said earlier, we've got to start hearing about some Microsoft stuff because mm-hmm. it's starting to get depressing. They need something. <clears throat> they do. And maybe that's what it is. Game Pass is just going to carry them until until something comes out. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, it's nice to get a free game every once in a while. But like, if, you, if it's a game that's already been out for a, quite a while and a yep. Non-exclusive. I, just, I, I, I don't think it's worth it. That, that's my opinion. My so. thing is ownership. Like, if I hit a financial hardship and I lose my Game Pass ex- subscription and I lose all those games, that really sucks. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my always been my biggest complaint with Game Pass. Is yeah, it sounds really cool, but if you I, stop paying it at any point, yep, you lose all those games. Meanwhile, I'll just be over here playing Final Fantasy VII, the free game of the month. I already had it, so I didn't get it for free. I had to pay $60 for it because I'm a true fan. I guess I should go up and claim that on my, on my PlayStation. You probably should. It's really you, you good. Should. You should. Um, <clears throat> and then did you guys ever do, get into the Among Us craze? I didn't. Yeah, I played Among Us with Jordan, and he is the worst traitor on the face of the planet. <laughs> I love I love it. God, he, oh, he this man cannot lie through his teeth. Oh my god. Listen, I was pressured. No, 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 no. Over the coals. We were we were playing the game. And everyone was like, okay, where were you at? Where were you at? And then we go and we go, okay, Jordan, what were you doing? And Jordan's response, uh, what were you doing? Immediately votes. And everyone's like, Well, there goes one traitor, and they just eject Jordan right there. Nice. Listen, I feel like, you know, following a question up with a question isn't that bad of a... You're correct <sighs> when you're not being suspicious as hell. <laughs> I didn't know the map at the time. I'm a lot better now. Uh, no, I don't believe you at 100%, 100%. all. I'm not going to lie. Misty and I kind of cheat. Um, if one of us gets traitor and the other one doesn't, we always say that we're with them. <laughs> and we back <laughs> each other up. I don't know what you're talking about. I was with her the whole time. We were in med bay. I was doing my tasks. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they're finally coming up with out with the update air, uh, airship, which is based on Henry Stickman, um, and it's going to be a free update, and it comes out March thirty first, so uh, next week. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Be cool. Yeah. And um, I know my kids will be excited. We like to play it as a family. The five of us will play sometimes. Um, it gets a little intense though, and my son is awful at lying. He'll just like tell people Pull he's Jordan. Doctor. Yeah, yeah, it drives me nuts. Um, I'm sorry that my mother raised me right. <laughs> don't uh-huh. don't yeah. you lie. Mm-hmm. I'm a pastor, sure. and I can still beat you at Among Us. You're what? I'm a pastor's kid. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse that you're a better liar than me. That's true. I had to get away with a lot and be secretive about it. That's where I got the belt. All right. 
I guess at that time. Yeah, we'll um, we'll start with uh, Falcon Winter Soldier since I know Jacob probably didn't watch the other topic. Hey, I I I will say this before we get into that subject. I did see snippets and I did see parts on Facebook while I was on vacation. Um, from what I saw, it looks cool. I am just not a DC person, and I particularly do not want to watch it. That is just my opinion. I don't think Jordan's gonna expect my thoughts on Snyder Cut. Oh no! Um, I've, had, <laughs> I've had time to mull everything over, and I have two. I have. We'll just start with Snyder's Cut. Screw That's it. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let's get into it. So, I'm gonna play devil's advocate because okay. I've seen mixed reactions, and I. As a DC fan, I loved it. You know, um, I love the gore. I love the action sequences. Um, the nightmare scene was probably my favorite of the whole movie. That that last fifteen minutes uh, or ten minutes was phenomenal. But oh, here we go. Okay. As an MCU fan. Mm-hmm. If, if I did, had never read the comics or seen the animated series, I would not know half of the fuck of what was going on. Like, they didn't <laughs> explain The Flash at all. And that, the Flash to this day in that movie still pisses me off. I hate Ezra Miller. He's a horrible Flash. Oh my. The scene where he saves Iris, nobody would... If you didn't watch the comics or watch the show, you would not know who that was and why that moment was so important when oh the first time they see each other. And that's the the thing about MCU is they build these characters up and you form that emotional attachment. So with the Snyder Cut, it's a great it's a great movie for DC fans, but for people who aren't are the everyday moviegoer, there was no emotional attachment. Like I had no reason to give a fuck about any of these characters. Um, except for Superman, because Man of Steel and we he had that three movie technically that three movie arc, you know, he he comes, he dies in the sequel, he sacrifices himself in the sequel, or in, in Batman vs Superman, and then he's resurrected and reunited with Lois, and, and he comes in to save the day, like, that's a... Jordan's gonna have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did love the movie, Jordan, but I'm trying to keep an open mind because there are some things, like I said, Cyborg had a full story arc. Um, Wonder Woman had some build-up, so she was able to have that kind of that story arc as well but batman really batman and flash really kind of take a back seat and it kind of sucks like with having a four-hour movie i wish they had found a way because yes we all know who batman is but we don't know this batman that well and so it would have been nice to see more um scenes of him as batman on his own or and having flash like i said they didn't really explain him he and he's just making him so goofy. Like, why is he so goofy? He's not, he, he's cocky. Yes. And he's snarky, but he's over the top in that movie. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And maybe CW flash has ruined it for me. I don't know, but I just, man, the scenes he's in, I'm just like, ah, oh, drives. It drove me nuts. I couldn't stand seeing as mill on the screen. I'm just like, but Ray Fisher did a great job as cyborg. I love cyborg. Wonder Woman scenes made me realize how much I hated Wonder Woman 2 because when she was on screen fighting, oh my god, she was phenomenal. Yeah. Like that scene yeah, in the was. bank is so good. Yeah. So good. Um, and even just 
the way Zack Snyder let her loose, like as a demigod badass with that sword and just chopping people up, it it was great. Um, <clears throat> so I don't want to rag on the movie. That's not what I'm trying to do. But there are small things. I'm just like, man, the Flash. Just I wish they had done something different with that character. Um, and that nightmare scene, man, that Joker, whew, that gave me chills. I mean. That's the way he should have been in Suicide Squad. That was so freaking... That conversation between him and Batman is so good. Oh, yeah. Are you done? <laughs> well, you look like you're about to burn. Oh, no. So, um, <laughs> I want hey, to... hey, just so you know, before we go, we are all... This is a loving environment. Yeah. We care oh, no, no. I, I Listen, everything John said... You agree with him? I, I understand. Can I say one more thing? Go ahead. One other thing I noticed that I didn't really pay attention to at first until I started reading comments. There's not a lot of dialogue in that movie. It's like a lot of action. A lot. There's a lot going on, and there's not a ton of dialogue. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I didn't really notice that before. But there's, re there's really not that much. Even when they're fighting, they don't really communicate. I guess I'm just so used to MCU, and they, they like you know, are witty and comical. And I know this is a darker movie, but it, it was interesting. I do. I, I understand where you're coming from on that. I, <clears throat> as a DC fanboy, mm -hmm. I loved all four hours of it. That being said, well, you were saying yes, but I can tell you, okay, my my thoughts going into this movie, I was comparing this movie to nothing other than what we got in 2017. Right, which makes sense, yeah. In 2017, I hated the Batman in that movie. I hated the Flash in that movie. I felt like Cyborg took the, the largest amount of cut in that movie. Yeah, definitely. I thought Wonder Woman was there to be just the female character in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, I did enjoy Aquaman. I've never had a problem with Jason Momoa's Aquaman. No. I actually think he makes Aquaman a legitimate superhero now. Yeah, it was genius sure. that Zach thought of him and was like, hey, you know, people from Samoa and stuff, like, they're around water all the time. Why would Aquaman be this blonde guy with pale skin? You yeah. know, just blue eyes, all that. Why not make him, you know, somebody from the islands? I, Superman's resurrection in 2017, all that, all, everything that happened in that, I, by the time it was got to the end, the way they handled Steppenwolf, I, I was just like, "This is this movie is so much in a different tone than the first three movies that Zach made, or first two movies yeah. Zach made." I, I I hated it. I hated every yeah. single bit of that movie. I own that movie, and I'm still considering too. destroying that movie. Me too. But with the four hour cut, I've seen plenty of people say this, and from a from a superhero fanboy standpoint. This is our extended cut Lord of the Rings of DC. Like, this right. is the way they handled Cyborg, perfect. The way they handled Superman and his resurrection, I think, was perfect. The fact that they actually gave Steppenwolf a motivation other than just big bad guy shows up to fight and then everybody beats him up. I um, will say, Steppenwolf in this movie compared to 2017's, oh my god, like night and day. Yeah. He was so much more enjoyable to watch on screen. He looked better. Um, you're right, his motivations were fantastic. 
He just, like, yeah, he just, like, you even kind of, like, some people, and I've even seen there's, like, a Twitter page now for him, but, like, people were, like, so sympathetic towards him. And the fact that Zach gave this one more human eyes. So, like, when he's begging, you know, to sod, like, just let me come back, you know. People are like, oh, Ste- Steppy just wants to go back home. Just let him go back home, you know. Yeah. Um, but Dark Side was done perfect. Now that I will agree, it just it looked like I was watching the ripped right out of the comic pages. It, I mean, I, I the the scene where it showed the Omega beams when he's in Atlantis, yeah, lost my freaking mind. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I was like, yeah. people don't under, people people don't understand. And when I watched this with my family, all of them were like, oh, so it's like that's like Thanos. And I'm like, <sighs> my daughter said the same thing. I'm like, how dare you? I was like, Thanos was created. The creator of Thanos drew him off of inspiration from Darkseid. Right. Like, he loved the character of Darkseid so much, that's how he made Thanos. So he was Thanos, then. Thanos was Darkseid. That being said, in the 2017, I, there's a couple of, like, scenes in particular that I remember that I hated. The When Batman gets thrown by Superman, and then, like, Superman goes away, and Batman's like, Ugh, I think something's broken. Yep, nope, something's dead. Hated it. I'm like, this is not the same batman what is this this is bullcrap i was so glad they took out that scene too when uh, the flash is like what am i supposed to do run up and push him and run away um like some uh, he wasn't as goofy but he was still way too goofy in my so here's here's my thing with ezra miller's flash i i'm a big grant gustin guy i think he does great on the show yep ezra miller I watched him. First time I seen him in a movie was Perks of Being a Wallflower. I've seen him in the uh, Fantastic Beast movie where he's really awkward, like yeah. super awkward. Um, and then this in 2017, my son, who's a giant, who is a giant Flash fan, he's like, I hate the way he runs. I hate yep. the way that he talks. I do not like him. And I agreed. I thought it, I thought all of it. The saving the little the family at the end of the 2017 one was the most pointless bullcrap I've ever seen. Only to have Superman fly over with a house later. Well, the thing that annoyed me too in the new movie is like, whenever they're all trying to get out of the um, place where the scientists are being held, and he's just running around the stairs. And I'm thinking, why are you not picking these people up, running them out, coming back, getting more? Like, why are you just like running up and down the stairs telling them where to go? Like, that drove me. It's like he wasn't 100% sure what to do with the Flash, but he needed him to be there. It's kind of how I felt. Um, well, with the Flash, here's my thing with this. I liked him a million times more in this than I did the original one. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the scene with him and Iris. Obviously, if you've watched the Flash, you know that, that was Iris West. Right. That being said, for the people that didn't, and like what you were saying, if I had never seen any of the other stuff, the shows or the read the comics, I wouldn't know what that was. There's a Flash movie coming out. She's She's been recasted in it and everything. And so I feel like obviously that will be the movie to explain more about him. Maybe, because it's called Flashpoint too. So it's going off of a... It's going off of the... That's, that's the weird thing about this universe is like... We're getting justice. They're doing it backwards. So we're we're getting the the group ensemble. And we're in the Avengers getting, movie first. Yeah, and then they're all splitting off, and so it's just weird. And of course, like you've said, we both know who the Flash is, know his origin. Um, but, and that seemed like I got excited at first, like when when he slows everything down and his shoes burst. 
because they, they can't hold up to his speed. Like that got me excited as a fan. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That they show they show that. Um, I don't know. But then at the end, when he's in in with the dogs and the hot dog, I'm just like, uh, he's trying to be goofy. I'm just like, man, you ruined a badass scene by making him too goofy. Yeah, I I understand why Zach casted him in this movie because when I watched the 2017, when I was like, Ezra Miller is not Barry Allen. He doesn't even like. I know if you want to go by comic accurate, he doesn't even have dark hair, but I can look past stuff like that. As yeah. long as like you get the core of the character exactly. right. Um, the four-hour cut, I did enjoy it more, and I am curious to see what else Ezra can do yeah. with it because I've seen what Grant Gustin can do, and, and he's he does great. Yeah. But like the scene where he wasn't saving the people and he was running up the stairs, um, I did like when I watched. It, I was like, wait, why didn't he just like why isn't he just helping him? But also, if you remember, like was it right before that? I believe. When he's like, what do I do or whatever? And Batman literally yells at him. He's like, go help those people get out. Right. And then him and Wonder Woman start fighting. And Cyborg's getting his dad out and getting, yeah. oh my God. Oh my God. I cannot talk about Ray Fisher and Cyborg enough. I will will say I did love at the end of the movie when they defeat Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. And they like all stand in the line. I do love that Flash and Cyborg fist bumped. Because they're starting to build that comic book accurate relationship where they're buddies. Yeah. Um, so that was a cool moment. And that ending, man, like when Darkseid's starting to come through the portal and they just, uh, they like, Superman like throws him t- towards the portal and then Wonder Woman chops his head off. And it's like almost like a message of don't even mess with us. It's just so epic. And they're all standing there looking Darkseid down. So epic. And I, I, and I love like they bring up the anti-life equation. Like it wasn't like the mother boxes were in it, but then even like before the movie's even getting to like the climax, <clears throat> Steppenwolf tells Darkseid, "Hey, the the anti life equation's here." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, thanks, I appreciate that." Yeah, and so like if they do not, if WB doesn't do a follow up to this as a DC fan, I'm glad I got this movie, yeah. but this is literally. Like watching the extended cut of the Fellowship of the Ring and knowing you're not getting the Twin Towers, yeah. or the Two I, Towers. I mean, I will say um, also I read I've read a lot of things coming out of Zack Snyder right now. I'm kind of glad he's not getting. I I would like to see a sequel, just a sequel to see them actually battle Darkseid himself. But I'm kind of glad he's not getting. I don't want him to do the trilogy because I don't know if you read apparently what he was planning for the third movie. But yeah. apparently Batman was gonna die. And then Superman, Lois was pregnant, and Superman's son was going to be the new Batman. And I'm just like, oh, I don't like that. See, some of that, some of that stuff, like the storyboards and stuff that came out, like I think at the time had everything and went according to plan with everything. It might have worked then. I still probably wouldn't have cared for it because, like, at one point, it even said like Batman or Bruce and Lois and Superman are in like a weird love triangle. Uh, and then whenever Darkseid shows up and kills Lois, like that's whenever Bruce find, or Clark finds out she was pregnant, and that's what sends him over the edge, you know. Um, Batman dying, I I would be okay with because I so being a Batman fan, this Ben Affleck's Batman is very much Frank Miller Batman. He is yeah. he's done this for twenty plus years. He's he's looking for a way out, and it was literally Superman coming to Earth that sparked that hope back in him. Yeah. So him sacrificing himself, done right. Yeah. 
could be on the same level of the Tony Stark in-game scene. Yeah. That being said, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. I um, think this was a one-and-done type of thing. I I really wish... I seen like I seen that the studio execs are like talking within themselves. They possibly want Zach to to do the third Wonder Woman because he was involved with the first, but he didn't do the second. And you, right. you could tell there was a massive tone shift. I hated it between the first and second movie. So boring. But for four hours, so I I sat down. I mm. took a break once. I took like an hour long break when I got to like part four, I think, or act right. Yep, and. I, then I sat back down. I watched the rest of it. The nightmare sequence is just... So good. Oh, my God, man. Like, Zach gave us the Jared Leto Ben Affleck Batman scene that all of us have had in our minds since those two have been casted. Oh, dude, it was it was so good. Like, whenever he... But Joker's like, take this card and we'll call a truce, but you have to do one thing. Tell me why you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job. Oh, my... Uh, and then Joker's, and then Batman's just like, you want to know what Harley Quinn said to me as she was dying in my arms? Oh, it was when, so I, good. when I kill you, and I will fucking kill you, I need to make it slow and painful. And I'm just like, oh my god. So and see, I knew, okay, so I was watching that whole movie because I knew, like, Zack and other pet teased that Batman was going to drop the F-bomb. And I'm thinking, I'm like, how are we going to do this? And then that comes up, and I'm just like, that is the greatest way you could have done that like Mm -hmm. because he's serious like he's legit this time and joker even looks at him and he knows it but yeah no when they were talking and they were talking about literally death in the family yeah and all of that i'm just like oh my god well i loved it too because i actually kind of chuckled when joker's like you can't get rid of me i'm your best friend besides who'd give you a reach around yeah. yeah, this movie does not hold back, and that's the one thing with... Okay, so the thing with DC is it, it like, I've always, growing up, like, you know, when I read the comics, and I, I would read the X-Men comics, and I would read the, the Batman comics, I knew that the Batman comics were going to deal with more adult-like stuff, even though the X-Men stuff does deal with pretty, pretty serious stuff. Like, I knew if I read a Marvel comic... I was going to have fun. I was going to enjoy it. It was going to be bright. It was going to be colorful. And with the DC Comics, it was going to be, definitely with Batman, it has to be dark, it has to be brooding, and yeah. it has to be rich in story. And so I think, I, I didn't really think about the dialogue part, but I'm kind of glad because i that's the one thing about Batman v Superman is I feel like there's too much dialogue in that one. Right. And not enough action. Because like, you get to the last act, and I, I, yeah, there's action. You know, there's like three different fights in the, at the very end of that movie. Yeah, but the first two halves, it's just talk and talk and talk, and a little bit of Batman here and a little bit more talking. Um, I, where Justice League, it was. I feel like as soon as the movie started, and it got past the the death of Superman, it was just pedal to the metal, and it didn't stop. Yeah, and I and I loved the Martian Manhunter. That I wish he had been in the fight, but I was glad he was in it twice. Um, whenever Martha leaves and it's actually him, I was like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Yeah. Um, and then him at the end, kind of warning Batman of what's coming. I thought that was really sweet. He looked really good. Um, yeah. He did a good job. And even the voice, like 
that actor was such a good choice uh, for Martian Manhunter. And what's cool is like since Zach has done all three movies, like he had him, you know, sprinkled out. So now when you go back and watch Man of Steel and you go back and watch Batman v Superman and he shows up, you're like, this was Martian Manhunter the whole freaking time. And like right. just awesome knowing that like Zach is just as much of a fan as yeah. the fans are. And I'm this movie was everything I wanted it to be. Like I I knew with Zach coming in, like it was like when I seen the, the short snippet of Steppenwolf on Themyscira and he was like slaughtering Amazons. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. When he, 300, but justice league. Yeah. When he picks up those like four horses and just like slams them on the Amazon, I'm like, Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was dope. I, I, I understand like, like your concerns that you said you had with it and like your problems. I, I understand that there was some that I had with it too, but it was minor, very minor for me just because, like I knew, I knew going into this movie, I was only going to compare this to what we got. Gotcha. Because knowing when I was sitting in the theater and I watched Justice League, I was just like, "This is, this pisses me off, man!" Like this is not any type of storytelling. You can tell it was two different movies, like yeah. Frankenstein together. So, yeah. Did you uh, catch the Marvel shout out before we move on? So when Flash is trying to escape Superman when he first gets resurrected and Flash is like trying to back away from him, Superman's trying to punch him and then he falls and he hits the wall with all the names on it. You can see Ben Parker's name next to his head. Oh my god. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That just goes to show it look, if you're a comic book fan, it's not Marvel versus DC. <laughs> It's comic books. You can love both. You can enjoy both. You can like just chill out and be cool with both. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like saying you feel like <laughs> uh, when it comes to that, my, I I just have more interest in Marvel characters than I do DC characters. Yeah, that, that's just my thing. That's all it is. Well, and the biggest difference too with the two universes is uh, Marvel makes everything so grounded. So it's like you feel like maybe there's a chance you could be like Falcon or Winter Soldier, but with DC, it's these characters are truly gods. Like you could never be like any of them. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I agree. Um, Flash and Batman are pretty much the only DC comic series I really like. Um, other than that, I'm a Marvel guy, um, but I do like DC occasionally. And I like all the animated projects they put out. Like all the animated movies they've done are always excellent. Oh, yeah. um, I wish all of the live action movies were on that kind of grade, man, because their their animated movies are never bad, in my opinion. Um, I just I feel like this movie is proof that the studio needs to stop stepping in, yes, and letting let let these movies be made by the people you hire them to make. Like, yep, simple as that. I agree. I agree with that. So. Now we'll move on so Jacob can take part in the call. <laughs> um, you watched Falcon Winter Soldier. I did. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on it? Uh, Jacob, you can go first since you've been kind of quiet. <laughs> um, I want to see more. It was good. Um, I was definitely interested to see more of Falcon because, like, it, it, in the movies, like, he wasn't really as big of a part. I mean, yeah, it was like it, like when Civil War happened, it was like, oh, sweet, we have Falcon in the sh in, in 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 the universe now. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like when Endgame or and uh, 
or when uh, Infinity War and Endgame came out, it was like, oh, he didn't do anything, really. Right. Yeah. And same thing can be said about the Winter Soldier. So, I mean, it's nice to see, like, like how Falcon works. It's like, I didn't really know a lot about Falcon from, from the comic books. Um, so it's cool to see, like, how some of his stuff would work from the comic books. I'm assuming that they keep it pretty, pretty similar. Um, uh, kind of. So Red Wing, his little robot thing mm-hmm. in the comics is actually a real Falcon. Oh, and okay. they have a telepathic link. Um, so they communicate telepathically. And then eventually uh, the link uh, grows and he can telepathically communicate with all birds. So he literally has eyes everywhere. Hmm. He can see everything going on in the city. Um, but once again, Marvel keeps things more grounded per se. So I'm okay with the rope. The robot red ring was still awesome. Oh yeah. That, I thought it was whole, cool. Yeah. That opening fight scene was, was phenomenal. And then when we get into winter soldier, winter soldier is cool. Like, uh, obviously like he has some bad history and like, I feel like it's kind of touching on that side of like, Hey, everyone's done, done like some things are not, not proud of in their life. So like, it's, it, you just gotta take it and move on from there. And like, everyone's had problems right and like the I, th- I feel like one of the biggest things that they, they do that like kind of gives them that gives you that like helpful motive is the fact he's talking or talking to a counselor yeah and attempting to try and make it work um yeah. so i feel like that's a really good move i <laughs> i feel like he's gonna fuck it up and he's gonna go to his friend and be like yeah i killed your son <laughs> i killed your son yeah i well yeah we thought he almost did at the end of that last episode, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was interesting that we found out that Avengers don't get paid. You would think with all the money that Iron Man had, he would at least pay them <laughs> for their services. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was kind of cool to he see. He probably just paid for everything from his company, realistically. Right. right. Um, one thing that got me excited, because we know that this is the buildup to Falcon accepting the shield and becoming the new cap just like he does in the comics. So, By the uh, way, the, the quote-unquote new cap looks goofy as fuck. A <laughs> uh, U.S. agent can go to hell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he looks stupid, and that's kind of the point. I mean, he's a fake Captain America. Um, in the comics, he, when he first shows up, he's evil. So I don't know if there's going to be like a twist in the series where you turn out he's like a double agent or mm-hmm. if how that's going to play out. Um, but what has me excited is we know that that buildup is coming where Falcon's going to accept the mantle. Um, but what's awesome is Torres. So that army guy Torres, that's kind of mm-hmm. chasing after the, the flag snatchers or whatever their name was flag smashers or yeah. Flag smashers uh, is what in the are. comics, when Sam Wilson becomes cap Torres becomes the new Falcon. So I really hope that's what they're building towards. Like, I hope that they just, just, introduce this character um as a one-off like i hope that he gets to don those wings by the because he makes that comment about wanting to fly mm-hmm. um and try out the wings um at the beginning of the episode so i really hope that um we get to see him suit up by the end of the series as well that'd be awesome i'm also curious as to who the like leader of the flag smashers is because like obviously he's he's strong as hell yeah and so i kind of have that vibe of once again another like super soldier serum thing happening but granted i i I don't know so and that's the thing too is because if we take the incredible hulk as 
even though they don't reference that movie a lot because Edward Norton is no longer in the MCU, in that movie, when they create the abomination, uh, General Ross tells uh, Blonsky that the cocktail he's giving him is a variation of the super soldier serum they used on Steve. Yep. Obviously, there have been other attempts to replicate that serum, so hopefully you're right. Either this is a rogue super soldier serum gone bad maybe by hydra or or by them or it's another me wishing that it maybe it's a mutant <laughs> who knows but he definitely had super strength that's for sure mm-hmm. um and then that also leads to qu- the question of whether or not um does the u.s agent have super soldier um i feel like honestly he's just a normal guy who is good at combat that's all he is yeah um, and you guys may not have noticed that Jordan might have with him being a more hardcore fan, but did you know, realize the guy they were fighting, the main guy in the plane at the beginning? That was Bartok the Leaper from Captain America 2. Played by George St. Pierre, the UFC fighter. I was so happy when they brought him back because in the comics, Bartok is such a stupid character. Wee oui, wee, oui, very French. Yes, he's so <laughs> stupid, but they did. he was so cool in that opening fight scene in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, so I was glad that they brought him back. I thought that was cool. It's what, nice what, to see more traditional Cap villains come into the fray. What's up? What do you, what'd you think of the of, of it, Jordan? <clears throat> okay, so I've already got a lot of theories, and I've, mm-hmm. I've even seen a couple of things. How you guys have your uh, Lord of the Rings dude on TikTok, I've got a couple of people that are my superhero people. So I already have an idea of how the the U.S. agent and everything ties into this. Um, when there's a certain guy back behind it pulling the strings, um, of course he looks ridiculous. Oh yeah, he looks. As, soon so as I seen him, I was like, even when I seen set photos when they were filming this, I was like, God, he looks so dumb. But I know what they're doing. My thing with it is couple of things. I watched this right after I watched the Snyder Cut. Because there was like an hour after the Snyder Cut was over that the new episode came out. And I was like, I'll stay up and watch it. So I did. And I watched it. And I enjoyed it. I thought the Falcon part at the beginning, the fight scene, oh my god. Falcons needed that. Because that like, it's, you know, it's like, hey, Cap's gone, but I can still do this. Um, Of course, with Bucky, the fact that he's still like He's got a list now, and he's paying for everything that he's done, mm-hmm. but he's yeah. also trying to write it. I love that, too. Um, oddly enough, I didn't see the the part with that guy, his son being the one. Like, I didn't see that coming, but then when it came, I was like, oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense. But I like that Bucky's almost there, like, being, like, he's, like, trying to fill that void for him of not having a son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I do think when you watch it, like this episode, I I enjoyed it for the most part, but I really enjoy when Falcon and the Winter Soldier are together. And the fact that they weren't in this episode, like it's building my anticipation for when they finally do join together because like they're, they're scenes in all the movies when they were together. I loved Yeah, their, and their banter back and forth. But I do think the way the show is like forming, it's going to show that like, Bucky's lost now without Cap. Falcon's really lost also without Cap, you know, because, like, he's literally being told, just 
put the shield away. Just give it. Yeah. You're not Captain America. Just let it let it go. And he, I feel like he basically just got convinced to let it go. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't feel worthy either. So. And so then when he's sitting there and the TV, they're like, look, and he looks on TV and then there's a guy with the shield that he just donated to the Smithsonian. It's like, I can't imagine how pissed he'd be. Like, no joke. I, I imagine he's like, we're going to see the next episode. He's going to just come like, barge in the Smithsonian and be like, listen, I want it back now. Because I did not give it to you guys for you to, you to flaunt it. Yeah. And I really liked the way the show kind of handled a little bit of racial undertones with Falcon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, think about it. You're around Cap, who's like the ultimate good guy. The guy that's going to stick up for you. The guy that literally sticks up for his best friend who murdered Tony Stark's parents. Like, yeah. he's that good of a guy. Yeah. And, like, when they're at the bank and the guy's like, you play football or some type of sport? And he's like, no, you've probably seen me. And he's like, you are. You're Falcon. It's like the first thing the guy jumped on was, oh, you play sports. Yeah. So that and then also like when the guy told him, you know, it was the right thing to do to give the shield up. And then that same guy is presenting the U.S. agent. Yeah. Who was just mm-hmm. like a, a, a dollar general version of Cap. Yeah. So I, I liked that. And I like that, like, it's probably going to explore more because like there's I know there's a part in the comics where. Falcon literally like isn't Captain America because of race. Like it really like drives him away from doing that. And I think that would be a cool way to explore with this show. But I, I just think this episode for me, the only part that I really found it lacking was the fact that him and, and, and Bucky weren't together yet. I My think daughter. I, I think I know how they might start the next episode. They might sh- like, so same, same thing, same, same like TV broadcast, right? But it shows it from Bucky's perspective. Ooh, I'd like, like to see just, that. just imagine how he he's gonna respond. Dude, I can't wait to watch Bucky and and Falcon beat the living crap out of U.S. Agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's coming. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jordan, I do have a question. Um, so, in the credits, Thunderbolt Ross was listed in the credits. If there is a Super Soldier Serum out there. Do you think at the end of the show we might finally get to see a hint towards Red Hulk? At this point, you got to. Question, though, does Universal have the rights for that, though? They can't do a solo Hulk movie. He can... So the way it, the way I read it was Hulk, they can, Marvel can use Hulk and Hulk characters. Um... It just Hulk cannot have his own movie. He has to be part so of dumb. He he should and have that, his own movie again. And just that's saying. why I saw the rumors that they may do a Wolverine versus Hulk movie, um, because that would technically classify for that. that. Yeah, um, but they're doing a She-Hulk series, so I don't see why the Red Hulk wouldn't um, would be off limits if She-Hulk isn't. I think this this show definitely can open the doors for a Red Hulk, and I think at this point you'd be doing um, the guy that plays Ross. Was it John Hurt, I think? Um, I believe I think so. I think you'd be doing him a disservice by not letting him eventually let this character become Red Hulk. Well, and I feel like they haven't kept him around this long because, you know, he kind of disappeared after Incredible Hulk. And I would have been fine with not seeing him again. But the fact that he was in Civil War and he was, he's been in other projects since. He was in Infinity um, War. So I feel like 
bringing him back and then not doing that, you're right, would be a total disservice. I mean, why keep bringing back this character if you're not going to finally uh, let him become what he's meant to become? Right. And besides, who doesn't want to see Red Hulk versus Hulk on the big screen? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed the episode. Um, I'm definitely excited for this to go more. I hope this is very much just tactical espionage. Yeah. The show. By thriller. Yeah. I yeah. Um, obviously, Zemo's coming, and I'm excited for that. But do you think we're going to see Hayward again in this show? Yeah, I think, but I'm... From what I read, this takes place... So, WandaVision was right after Endgame. This takes place six... Or, I think it... No, I think it was like four months after WandaVision. And then Spider-Man was six months after Endgame. So, it's technically before Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I don't know that. We might not, actually. Well, I mean, we could, because... Oh, well, no, Hayward got arrested, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Unless like we see him like if Zemo's breaking out like we see him, that would be cool, you know, or something like that. But yeah, did you enjoy it, Jacob? Oh yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm excited for the next episode. I once again, I thought it ended on a little bit of a weird point. Um, I was telling John this earlier. I think it just ended kind of weirdly. Like I was just kind of like an off, an off point to stop it. Oh, I wish you would have watched WandaVision then. Because oh, you would have been mad. <laughs> Literally, it just, just ended. Like, right when it's like, hey, this is... Okay, it's over. And there was like... Well, no, I'm all right with cliffhangers. Cliffhangers is fine. But just the way that they ended the first episode, I don't feel like it was... A, like, it wasn't really that big of a cliffhanger. And it just... It was, it was just... It, it just felt like an awkward end. Mm-hmm. That That's just my, my complaint. That's all. I don't know. I feel like... For people that are Captain America fans that haven't read the comics, um, I feel like the way it ended would definitely be a cliffhanger for them because they'd be like, "Who's this? And why is he dressed like Captain America? And why does he have the shield? And this is not yeah. this guy looks like an idiot." Like I feel like that's a good cliffhanger for them. But for me, I was watching. And I'm just like, "Yeah, that's this. I figured that's where this was going, you know, because he gave up the shield." And I, I thought it was interesting too that they didn't tell people that cap is dead so nobody knows what happened to cap um so it kind of feels like they're leaving it open for maybe steve to return down the the line i i just find that weird with the whole old man steve past being the one that passes on the shield to falcon why wouldn't you just go ahead and tell people that he died in the line of duty protecting the people that he loved you know um so i found that to be very interesting choice and we'll see if they even explore that or if they just don't come back around to it. But um, I don't know. I, I really like the show. I'm I'm excited. I definitely liked it better than the first two episodes of WandaVision. <laughs> it had enough action. It had a, a nice mix. I liked seeing Falcon interact with his family and getting to see that, that moment. Um, it really humanizes him because um, I really enjoyed it when we got to see, you know, Clint interact with his family. Uh, so I like those moments. But I agree with Jacob. It did end awkwardly. Um, and my daughter complained the same way you did, Jordan. She's like, I watched this because it's called Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they're not even together. And I'm like, they're leading up to it. I mean, they're going to team up soon. Just calm down. And I, and I understand that. I just like 
the whole thing that had me excited for the show is like the fact that like they're going to lean on each other because Cap's not there. But that being said, Bucky is very flawed. It was like his background, his past. And Sam is literally like trying to be like, am I even like worthy enough to do this? Like, you know, everybody talks about if you're worthy to hold Thor's hammer, like Cap Shield is the next thing in the MCU that's like, are you even worthy to hold this? And Mm -hmm. I love that. But like knowing that they're going to have to like come together one to stop something that they probably know Steve would already have done away with, but they're going to have their own flaws. And the fact that literally every time we've seen them team up, they hate each other. Like they even make a point to tell each other they hate each other. And like, they, they have a hard time working together. Like I'm excited for that. That's why I was kind of like taken back by the fact that like Bucky after the whole blip thing, Bucky's literally like just, lost like sleeping on the floor which i know was like a callback to like military people and like the whole like you can't sleep in your own bed like sam talking to steve right because it's too too soft and everything but then like then falcon's just out there you know doing doing missions and stuff and i'm just like why would they both like when it ended like they both were right there with steve and like they both you know like there's obviously like a, a friendship that's been made so but i know build to it let it let it go but well and he sam may not be allowed to do anything because they did mention that the therapy was part of the conditions of his pardon so he's pardoned of all his crimes um so we maybe they will express or explain that more maybe he's just maybe the therapist has to deem that he's fully trustworthy they may not even still trust him just because because cap you know did trust him always um but and it's interesting too because in the comics, you know, Bucky becomes Cap before Sam does. So I thought it was very interesting that they chose to go ahead and go with the Sam route, which I'm okay with. I love. I or loved. Did Bucky. they? Well, out of the two, I hated Bucky's Cap. No offense to Bucky. Like the yeah. Bucky in the movies is way better than Bucky in the comics. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. I like, with I like Bucky's Cap uniform though. I think it looks dope. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I hope they do let Bucky out of his cage soon because he's just a badass. And mm-hmm. I'm ready to definitely see them take down the, the organization. Um, I wonder if maybe USA – do you think US Agent could actually be the dude in the mask um, with the super strength or no? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. And if it's if it's playing out the way I think it is, I think – the, he's definitely tied to them, but I don't think that was him. Gotcha. But I could be wrong. They might. I mean, this is Marvel. Like, they they tend to do things similar, very similar to the comics, but also do their own MCU twist on it. So, right. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I am sad that we only have five more episodes. <laughs> five more hour long episodes. Yes, I know. Very I sad. Know. I'm so selfish. I just want I want it all all the time. Yeah. It's not like you know you got an hour episode of MCU and four hours of DC. So I mean, it's, you know, no True. biggie. It's not like we're finally getting our superhero fix again. Yeah, thank God for that. I, I, I will say my my parting thought with this. I I think I actually enjoyed the opener to Wandavision compared to this. Really, but 
I'm a I'm a TV sitcom nut. I like growing up. My grandparents would turn on I Love Lucy and stuff, and I would watch it because I was like, "This is weird. It's in black and white. I wonder why they did that." Because you know, growing up, you're like, by the time we watched stuff, everything was in color. We had '90s cartoons that were the brightest things ever, yeah. and so you watch something in black and white. So watching that, it like it gave me a nostalgic feeling. Yeah. Where this one, I'm like, I'm glad to see what these two are doing, but. Man, Wanda's so awesome. Wanda is so awesome. Yeah, Wanda is awesome. Um, but and Vision's great too. I thought her first two episodes were just so slow. Like to me, when I start a show to keep me invested, you got to have that hook. And so that's why I thought Falcon did a good job of you know we started the episode with that action. We got to see a familiar face in James Rhodes, and then just the whole um, turmoil of. Bucky regretting what he did and, and, and seeing them humanize Falcon. It was just an, I think it was a nice balance. So I'm excited. I mean, we can only go up from here. So, yeah, that's true. I definitely think it started off solid though, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you guys have any other thoughts? No, I think that's it. I think that that should do it for this episode. Don't you think? Yeah, I think we uh, discussed everything we need to. I appreciate you both, as always, joining me. No we'll problem. To, we'll try to stay on track next week. Um, <laughs> not, not post late, but...